You're listening to Barely on Topic with VA. When I think of a slap shot, I think of defenseman. It's like the only shot. I, this is what I got. Let's do it. Nick. Here comes the bagel boy himself. Anthony. Joe Sackman Sacco. Jeff. Then I moved to Canada. And Tim. Probably not. Topics Season 2, Episode 19. I feel like we've been doing Episode 19 every week for, like, weeks, but it's Episode 19. And I wrote something down. Aha! Yes, Season 2, Episode 19 of Barely in Topic. We have a full house again today! Woo! I made a coaching decision, and I benched Jeff and brought in Ben. <laughs> Put me Back in into coach. the lineup. <laughs> yeah, so we brought Ben back up into the lineup. I cleared like, waivers. All right. Uh, well, we, we called you up. Yep. Yes. 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 We recalled you. Is that? Wait a minute. Yes. We recalled you. And then after this, we'll put you on assignment. <laughs> 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 so actually, Jeff is on some super secret geologist mission, you know, where he has to infiltrate miners and other geologists in Toronto. They have to drink heavily. So Phrasing. Yeah, yes. Okay, yeah, I'm calling that too. What? He's to he enter to... miners and other geologists. <laughs> That's um... miners in ER, <laughs> not OR. <laughs> he has to infiltrate a mining organization, get their secrets okay. while drinking heavily with them and other geologists. Does that sound better? Way. <laughs> <laughs> The time-traveling dick wizard was last week. We're not talking about that anymore. Get that out of your heads, because we're going to talk about the game of the week. Which was, Nick? That would be the game against New Jersey on Saturday night. New Jersey Devils, to be precise. (laughs) It wasn't the New Jersey Pelicans? Or, like, the old New Jersey Mets or something from another (laughs) franchise. Is is there another New Jersey uh, franchise? No. Uh, the Trenton Devils, I believe. Oh, see? There's the Trenton Thunder. Double-A baseball, right? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that might even be the Trenton Yankees now, because they're affiliated with the Yankees. They were the Thunder when they used to be affiliated with Boston. Uh, Trenton Devils were shut down. I think their they're affiliate's still in Albany. Yeah. And then there used to yeah. be the Trenton Titans of the ECHL. Okay, so... We are talking about the New Jersey Devils, and we're going to talk about that for a few minutes. Timer's on. Okay, so what happened last night's game? We had Ben, who went to the game, so he can give us that uh, fan atmospheric uh, presence, all that stuff. It was actually kind of low-key. The the crowd was more like a matinee crowd, despite the 7 p.m. start time. Could be because the the opponent was the Devils and not one that people were going to get up for, but uh, packed house. So good to see full-size crowd for low-profile game. Uh, Hudobin was in net, and he played okay. He was uh, about as scary as you would usually expect him to be. Uh, you know, so despite out-shooting the, the Devils 40-17, to 17, you know, we still let in two. And a lot of those on odd-man breaks. Uh, you, you, know, you see the offensive scheme uh, under Cassidy a lot more. De- defensemen jumping into the play. So you're going to see more of the odd man rushes coming back. So uh, on the power play, De- uh, Devontae Smith-Pelly gets a shorthanded goal. Uh, who got the other one? It was uh, Palmieri, I think, who had the, the second one. Was the Smith-Pelly uh, a shorthanded? I thought it was just as the... Just as time expired. Th- yeah, they credited just... it as, as shorthanded. Oh, did they? Did they yep. really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he broke right up the ice just as uh, I... Just before, I guess, uh, the penalty expired. I know our defensemen are pinching in uh, much more frequently than they did before. But I got to say, Krug was just dead tired. And there was no way he was going to be able to catch up. Like, like, he was, I saw him skating. Like, Krug was skating so slow. I'm like, you're tired. It's all right. That, that will happen from time to time. If you win the game, you don't mind. Oh, that's and that was annoying too at that point with the Smith Pelly goal because the, the Bruins had just had that goal taken away, so it's basically a two goal swing there with yeah. one getting taken away and New Jersey scoring. So that's kind of annoying that that happens. Yeah, 
When did pushing the pad become goaltender interference, though? Like, if that's if that's the case moving forward, fine, whatever. But I never remember that being an, an actual interference call. If the puck's loose, you should be able to push the goaltender. Also, you're, not only, you're playing the puck first. Not only that, they mentioned it on the broadcast or in the game. It took forever to go through that review. Like, it was over two minutes that they were watching that review. If it's really that long of a review, should they really have overturned it? Is it really that big of a deal? I mean, it seems like they tried to find a way to overturn it. Well, it, it, it involves a goal, so they wanted to make sure they got it right. But, but did they? I don't know. I, I don't think it's so. Really I don't um, think so because it's my it's it's our team. That got screwed on it. That's why. I'm not going to be uh, impartial here. I'm going to say I think they got it wrong. But I've never seen that happen before either. I'll try to be sane and rational here. I could see them overcalling that rule, but I don't like it. I I would feel like if if there was the other way around, someone pushed Tuca like that, you know they they would keep that a goal. That's just, now that's the fan in me, the irrational person. But I still don't mind that call compared to the uh, goaltender interference call against, well, with the game against uh, the New York Rangers. That call sucked. But that's another game and we're not going to talk about it. I'm sorry. I brought something up out of topic. God, that call sucked. That was bad. The other thing, too, though, with this goal is the goal, the puck wasn't even covered long enough for them to to blow the whistle or anything like that. It, It wasn't. I was just I don't I don't agree with it and it, and and then it led to that annoying Smith Pelly goal after the fact and that just added to the shittiness of how that call felt. Yep. But they won. They did win. <laughs> Winning is still important. Yes. And that game-winning goal was actually really nice because the whole line kind of contributed to it. Vitrano went in after two players in the corner, got the puck out, got it to Stafford, and then had a nice pass over to Spooner. So. It was uh, all around that goal was actually really good from the start. It's very interesting that you mentioned Stafford. True New Stafford. guy. Yeah, yeah, because we're going to talk a little bit more about him. Do we want to mention any more about this game, or do we want to go on to, to Stafford? I got one little thing about it, and it's okay. that Stafford now joins the unofficial exclusive category of Bruins' first game with their goal removed. It joins Peter Chalarek, <laughs> who had his first goal, NHL goal removed, from the LA Kings game. So he's a true Bruin now. So there's a club of two on the yep. same team. Wow. It would be great if you could come up with other other people to join this club, but we'll take the two. Got to start somewhere. Yep. This is only other, the only other remark to be made. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay because I was expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> When that first one went off, I had actually fallen asleep on the couch because, well, it's the Devils and they play the boringest fucking hockey on the planet. So it literally woke me up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the crowd was laughing. Uh, Both times it happened, uh, the the crowd cracked up. Everybody confused. You see the people on the ice just looking around like, well, what do we do? Are we supposed to keep playing? Do we not keep playing? I actually do have one more thing about the game, and this is more of a PSA. Stop the fucking wave if you're going to go to the game. Don't God, yeah. do it. Don't fucking do it. It's so it's the worst thing you could do at a game. This is literally the worst thing. I would rather you get belligerent drunk drunk fall all over yourself than friggin' do the wave. Stop it. Glass bangers are better. Take take a screenshot. I'm angry. It's an angry face. Okay, one moment. One, two, three. Be angry. Ah, angry. Okay. I'm confused. <laughs> What's wrong with the wave? Like the wave. Uh, oh, everything's wrong with the wave. <laughs> Absolutely everything. The only damn wave there should be is at the ocean. God. <laughs> Hockey. That's what's wrong with it. The last time we did the wave, we scored a game-winning goal. So They do not correlate with each other. Last oh, time I was going to ask you guys to do the wave right now. Well, our orders are all different. On each other's screens. It would be so hilarious. <laughs> well, I have Tim, Anthony, Nick, and Ben on mine going from left to right, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see it disjointed and confusing. <laughs> um, what's no. wrong with the wave? I don't know. It's like, it seems what you do for kids. It seems just kind of dumb and, and a drunk 80s adult. and 90s and 
how a drunk adult is really not that much different than a kid. That's true. <laughs> Except they're drunk. That's one big difference. But other than that's, that, <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty level playing field at that yeah. point. But still, it's it's oh, it's the worst. It's the absolute worst. What are your opinions on uh, beach balls being? Oh, fuck that too. Oh, Leave God, that shit yeah. for the beach. Yeah. Leave that shit for the beach. <laughs> I hate them at along hate with me. yep, along with the wave and the beach ball. Just leave them in the ocean. Well, we can That's agree it. on the beach ball. We can agree on the beach ball. All right. It's people well, trying to get their 15 seconds of fame on TV, throwing a ball onto the field or trying to not watch the game. Watch the game. You paid money to, for tickets. Watch the game. Well, you know, um, a lot of people who go to games, I, I got to tell you, I see so many people who are just drunk. They're not even watching the game. They're just doing whatever but that's their own problem uh tim i want you to work on something for the future where you just tell us all the things we should not do at games and i want you to I can do that it's gonna be it. quite the list okay okay i just want to for future use i don't know if it'll be today but some other time i, I right. have an idea tim's a through z what you shouldn't do at a game Boom. wow yes. that is a comprehensive list i i bet that's letter a the wave <laughs> a wave B beach ball <laughs> don't do it C the wave <laughs> D don't bring in a beach ball <laughs> E the wave <laughs> Might as well put that for W and V as well. Fuck <laughs> 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 beach balls. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to move along now. <laughs> ben is a season ticket holder, which is glorious and wonderful and mysterious and majestic. All of those things, yes? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, yes. So he's going to let us in on something that happens. It's a special event for the season ticket holders. And we're going to talk about how that compares to how the Bruins are right now. So take it away, Ben. So the event is the State of the Bruins uh, event, uh, which is done uh, typically during the the preseason every year. And it's an event where the team president, the GM, the coach, and a couple of players, uh, sometimes, you know, Jeremy Jacobs or Charlie Jacobs, uh, will uh, have an event for the season ticket holders where they talk about the state of the team, uh, moves that have been made, things that they uh, are trying to address, uh, you know, their concerns, things that they're proud of, uh, and so on, as well as a question and answer session uh, for the season ticket holders as well, where they you know face the season ticket holders and answer their direct questions as to you know where the Bruins are right now. Uh, so typically done during preseason, but this time around the World Cup got in the way of it. And uh, this time, because of you know the circumstances, it was just Cam and Donnie uh, with Brickley doing the, the emceeing uh, for the event. So Donnie mentioned that he was frustrated with the team's current play. Uh, and this is back when Claude was still coaching. Uh, this happened, I guess, back in January, I believe. Uh, so Donnie was happy that the, the defense was playing well, kind of surprised at how well the defense was doing, uh, but that the offense wasn't playing like they did last year. And two big concerns concerns for him were the team's poor home record and the backup goaltending. So the backup uh, goaltending uh, between uh, issues with Malcolm Subban, issues with Zane McIntyre, issues with Anton Hudobin, they really just didn't have the confidence in their backup goaltending core that they had uh, last season. Uh, and then he and Cam said that they had a lot of internal conversations uh, about how to address the home record issue where uh, things were kind of flipped where you expect that the home record to be good and the road record to be kind of poor. And it's kind of the opposite that gets frustrating for the fans because they, you know, they're paying for tickets and uh, going to games only to see, see the team lose more often than not. Uh, and as for how to address that issue, they said it was puzzling uh, you know, between conversations with, you know, the, you know, the coaching staff, with the players, you know, what they need to do to, to turn that around. Uh, as for backup goaltending, they impl- implied that a move might get made, but, you know, nothing definite. Um, an area that they were very happy in and surprisingly so was in the Bruins puck possession. Uh, and they mentioned this a few, a few times over the course of the event. And it was clear that they take possession met- metrics strongly into account. Like they, 
we're saying things like, you know, teams that possess the puck more more often than not, you know, will will do better. They felt their scoring woes weren't simply a matter of being patient and just waiting for the team to turn around. Although they said that if you look at the numbers, you know, the shooting percentage being low, as low as it was, you know, typically you would expect to see that turn around. But where they were uh, in the season, be about 30 games left. They said there wasn't enough time to be patient with this. Like there was a possibility that they might need to make a move to to you know, of some sort to to turn around the scoring problems. So they were very happy and excited about their prospects. Uh, Donnie wasn't all, you know, nya told you so, uh, that he was actually quite pleased with the development, uh, particularly uh, Zaboral and Sinitian. Got mentioned, uh, Jacob Forrest back at Carlson, got mentioned a lot. Uh, one of the season ticket holders asked about the Bruins' stance on fighting and the, the big bad Bruins' identity, and that question was directly asked to, to Cam, uh, who mentioned that he's currently happy uh, with the state of fighting in the game. Like he doesn't like the stage fighting or fighting for the sake of fighting or fighting to build build up the team energy, uh, but he's fine with players getting pissed off at each other during a game and standing up for teammates. In the end, I came out of it with a few impressions. Uh, one that uh, Claude was going to get fired if things didn't improve. I based that on talk about the home record, talk about the scoring woes. That's something that was likely a coaching issue. Also came out of it uh, with the impression that they were looking to acquire a backup goalie. Those things with Hudobin weren't where they needed to be, and McIntyre and, and Subban just aren't quite ready yet. Uh, also, that they might look to acquire a scoring forward as a way of addressing the scoring problems. Uh, so, you know, the first thing happened, Claude got fired. Uh, the second thing, uh, oddly, didn't happen at the trade deadline like, like we expected. But the third thing uh, did happen where we, we got Drew Stafford. Right. Wow. That's a lot of stuff. Well said, Ben. Thank you. Yeah. Sure. Thanks. It's a very interesting juxtaposition uh, hearing that that Claude was going to be fired if things didn't improve, and then hearing both Sweeney and Cam saying that they didn't they knew they had holes in the lineup, but they just were hoping that they could coach through them, I guess. But I mean, I think all things considered, you know, the team is playing better now. So you know, it's tough when you have a, a small sample size. That's what people are going to keep pointing out like, no, it's only 10 games, but so far so good with those 10 games. Uh, but then also we look at some of the teams we play, like, you know, Arizona or Dallas or New Jersey, you had better win those games. So. Yeah. And they uh, were the kinds of games they weren't winning before. True. True. You know, because uh, I know that you and I were both at that, that Toronto game that one time, the first, was it? No, it wasn't their first of the season, but it was the first at home. And it was like, what the hell was up with that game? It just, uh, they couldn't win against Toronto, who was obviously worse than them. But anyway. At the Islanders game as well is another one that. You, uh, really head oh, scratcher. I keep I forgetting about that. <laughs> I wasn't at that game, but I still try to block it out of my memory. <clears throat> well, all you have to remember is it's my birthday. Congratulations, Jeff, <laughs> being heard by. Oh, what sports writer tweeted? I think he's high Yeah. Oh, that's um, so awesome. I was so ill during that game that I don't remember a lot about anything that day or night. So, um, huh. uh, although I was, I remember the Zeidenberg um, one, uh, like the, the tribute and stuff and oh, being nice. happy to see him. But then I don't remember very much. Okay. So Donnie and, uh, and Cam said that it pretty much did what they said they were going to do with the exception of getting, uh, maybe looking into getting another backup goaltender. But last night I heard on the broadcast that Cassidy wants to give Tuca more rest and he wants to bring Hudobin in like, uh, you know, after every three or four Tuca starts or something so that Tuca is getting plenty of rest because they're anticipating that they're going to be in the playoffs. So he's going to need it. So, yeah, basically this ties right into talking about the new guy who is a right wing, right? Yeah, he's right wing. He's a both. He's a both. both. Wingers. And he plays center from time to time. He can. So he's a want him utility line. Yeah. <laughs> he's a utility forward. Yes. There we go. Actually, yeah. And actually, look at that third line now. It's all of guys who have just been everywhere in a lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. With Spooner playing his natural position. Mm-hmm. Fine. And thank the fucking Lord. And Vetrano has played somewhat right wing this year. And now he's on yeah. the left. Yep. Yep. All right. So why don't we talk about Drew Stafford? I don't know too much about him. I know that he was he went over to the Jets from Buffalo, right? It was he yep. and Tyler mm-hmm. Myers or something that both went over there. And oh, for Evander Kane, wasn't that the trade? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he was there for a couple of seasons. What do we know about him? What do we see? Do, is it really important to know very much about him? Well, he's a Bruins killer. So, I mean, if you can't beat him, join him. Yep. Or buy him, get him. Yeah. So, like, he definitely was, especially with Buffalo, he seemed to always have a good game against Boston. Honestly, if if he plays as well as he did last night and he continues to play like that the rest of the year, I mean, the trade is phenomenal. I like that third line with him, Vetrano, and Spooner. Um, and like I said earlier, that, that, that game-winning goal was awesome just all the way around. And he he played – I think he played really well, just flat out. And he, he's a solid forward. Um, maybe they try to sign him the – in the offseason, I know he's a UFA, I believe. Then the maybe they tried to give him a one or two year deal. I think he's only like thirty one, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. Seven shots on goal. Did I did I re- read that stat correctly? Last game for Stratford. Come on, Tim, you're Stratford? our guy. I'm on it. it. It was seven, but uh, which I think is either one more or one less than uh, our boy Hayes had all in the month of February. Now, to be fair, <laughs> February is a short month. So it's okay, but yeah, no, this is this is a good deal. Didn't cost the Bruins anything. Makes the third line better. I'll kind of throw some hockey cliches in there. He can go anywhere on a lineup. He can play first line wing if you want him to. He's a real go getter, real straight shooter, and he's a real good straight passer as well as a shooter. No, it's good. It's good. It's nice. Everyone wins. Yeah, and they didn't give up very much for him at all. Oh. which is beautiful. No, just it's conditional six. Right, which will turn into a fourth if he plays like 50% of the games uh, between now and through the playoffs, and they win a round in the playoffs. Which, honestly, we want that to become a fourth-round pick. Yeah. Yeah, yes. we, yeah. but even for, who cares about the draft pick at this point? Because it's not a high draft pick, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be that great a draft. So, hey, and It's not even this year's Stafford. draft. Hey, not only that. Years. Stafford was one for one in the face-off circle yesterday, too. Look, he does it all. Did everything. Yeah. He's a good cook, and his charity work is fantastic. <laughs> but that means we don't like him. I like him. he's David Backus. Yeah, he's got a bad he scored, There you go. He scored 20 goals at least four times in his career. 31 is uh, of a career high. Yeah. He's got some offensive skills. I kind of see this pick uh, working out like a like a Brian Rolston's second stint with the Bruins, I was having a shit year on a shit team, excuse me, a bad team, and then was brought into the Bruins, veteran presence, try to improve things, just kind of, you know, hang out and chill, and um, and then was fantastic, and then was never heard or seen from again. I, I just want to just make a, a small comment. <laughs> I don't actually really consider shit or shitty a swear. I think it's just, it's just a word these days. It's That's, one of my favorite words, honestly. Yeah, I, I just don't think of it as a curse word at all. You know? sometimes, sometimes my mom and I will just text each other, shit, shitty shit, and it's cute because we're a family. <laughs> you got to remember, though, VA, we got the Southern Gentleman, Nick. So oh, yeah. He's not going to be talking too bad about them other teams, <laughs> calling them not so great as opposed to the shit teams out west. Did you come every... from the wild, though? You're... Oh, no, you talk... Mark, Brian Ralston. Uh, it oh. came from the Islanders then. Oh, oh that's right. Correctly which were really, really bad that year. Yeah, they were bad that year. Anthony, I'm going to tell you something. Okay, ready? And and maybe Nick can t- uh, will learn from this. Every other team is full of fucking assholes. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so getting back to uh, Brian Ralston. Ralston yes. came from the, yes, the Islanders. He originally came from the Avalanche to us and then Islanders to us. Oh, you know what's really interesting is that the Islanders didn't make any moves during the uh, the trade le- deadline. I don't think they made many moves at all this year, trade-wise. I think they Just had a problem I... with, with uh, Halak's uh, length of contract. There's still yep. another year on that, and I think that's the, the, the big reason why Halak didn't get moved. Yeah, the peop- I, I know the rumor was, oh, we're in talks for Halak, and maybe we were. But do you really want him? Is he he's current? I, of course, he has a bad deal which is part of the reason why he's in the AHL. But still, he's in the AHL. Um, is Hudobin that much worse? He's cheaper. I don't think I, he I think he is, but I don't think he's worth trading for yeah. Halak and, and, and taking the contract. Uh, there was a four and a half left for that one year. 
it will be interesting to see what the Bruins do for the backup over the uh, off season. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't really think it's set in stone. No, I don't think so either. A lot of it will depend on how I think Zane and Zuban kind of do the rest of this year, and then how they view him going into the start of next year. Mm-hmm. If they're going to keep him and things like that. Mm. I think the expansion draft plays more into it than anything. That's true too. There's, yeah, I there's think a lot. Go ahead. I, have, I have a, actually have a whole bunch of notes on the trade deadline day. Um, yeah, the expansion draft definitely looms. You look at Anaheim, who didn't move any of their young defensemen, so they'll have some concerns there. Uh, Pittsburgh didn't move Mark Andre Fleury, so they may have to bribe uh, the Knights to uh, keep both Fleury and Murray. Uh, and then Minnesota uh, is at risk of losing either Scandella or Brodeen, Ooh. unless they cut a deal. Yeah. So interesting mm-hmm. things uh, coming up with the, the expansion draft. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people's hesitation at this trade deadline, it was not as spectacular as other trade deadlines have been. Um, I think a lot of people's hesitation to move some people has something to do with the uh, expansion draft. And I think with the expansion, I think with the deadline though, there was a lot of, there was a lot of deals leading up to it. I think there was, it was quite, it was one of the more busy deadlines leading yeah, up but- to the actual day that I remember. That I remember. Yeah, but there, you know, it's like there were like a lot of um, younger pieces going back and forth, and people that you know, you, players you haven't really heard of. The the Habs just went out and got every like giant steak on skates they could acquire to just make them full of meatheads. Okay, first of all, okay, Ridley, we are going to talk about other parts of the trade trade deadline, but I just oh. want to say this: Why the fuck do people want Steve Ott? Why? What does he give your team? And the Habs got him, which makes me hate them more because I hate him so much, too. I mean, teams really ought to know by now what he is. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, good one. Lamb dunked him. (laughs) Does he have a redeeming hockey quality? Didn't he, wasn't he the captain captain for the Sabres for a little bit? Yes, <laughs> I, mean, I think go. so. Didn't he lick a guy's visor in the dot? Yeah, which is actually kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, he's crazy. He's also, okay, he's also the only player the... to be take to be thrown out of a ceremonial puck drop. Didn't he um, <laughs> have a ceremonial one? Wow! Didn't he hide in the tunnel when a whole bunch of Bruins beat on a whole bunch of stars during yep. the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brave Steve. Brave yes, Steve, brave Steve <laughs> So his greatest attributes is he licked a guy's visor and he <laughs> got kicked out of a face-off ceremoniously. A so ceremonial he's a bit, face-off. So he's a little bit crazy, but he's also scared. So take that as you will. Ow. Oh, God. Okay, so I'm sorry. I just had to get that out because I'm like, I still, I'm like, it's a puzzling move to me. And I almost feel bad for Claude having to deal with that piece of shit. But whatever. Okay. So, all right. So we like what the Bruins did at the trade deadline. Yeah. They didn't do too much. You know, they didn't trade away their future. You know, so we have uh, an awesome defense that's going to come up through the ranks and other young players. Yay. Okay. So that's all great. What about other things at the trade deadline? Is there anything that really shocked you or? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Ben so Rivers. there were teams out there who said, we need defensemen, so let's trade with Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas was like, oh, do you need defensemen? Oh, we got a few. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got to tell you, that was puzzling because it's like Chicago, oh, do you has nothing left? No, Why do you don't. want him back? <laughs> you got rid of him at the good time and now he's back. OK, whatever. I don't get it. <laughs> Edmund Campbell, reunion tour. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, I was surprised that Verpata didn't move. That was a very odd one. Yeah, especially yeah. with... Uh, Buffalo. Uh, did, did Buffalo trade anybody? Like, they still have Evander Cave, or Evander Kane. They still mm-hmm. have Dmitry Kulikov. They still have yeah. Cody Franzen. Yeah, they didn't uh, do anything. Yeah, they didn't really do anything. I mean, they traded... They, they were involved in some trades, but nothing big. They pretty much... Yeah, the, the Habs were... The Habs were surprising because they went out and built the team Bruins fans were afraid Donnie would build. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a, a 
Jordy Ben is he's still a better fit than Paterin because of the he's a left shot instead of a right shot. Otherwise, it was just marginal improvements on D for the Habs. They added slower players and they didn't address their scoring problems at all. I think it's a beautiful thing. So wonderful. You keep doing those happy things, you Habs. Do it. Another aside. We spent more time talking about Jordy Ben last week than we ever should have. But I think it's funny that he got traded this week. Okay, back to the Philip, Philip Jordan Ben. Oh, what the fuck? That was so (laughs) annoying. Uh, Okay, so the Habs got worse. People decided that the Stars were a great trading partner for defense because they're the Stars are known for their team defense. Ooh. One so, last thing. Yes. Detroit, whether they're going to admit it or not, finally just started to Detroit away guys because they know there's no hope of making the playoffs. Yep. Well, they yep. got rid of Steve Ott. Um, and they moved Vanek too, right? Yeah, Vanek. Yeah. Smith. So, oh yeah, and Smith. Yep. Yeah, Vanek went down to the Panthers. I thought it's a great, great move by the Panthers. Yep. Yep. Sure. Oh, okay. God. I, wait a minute. Actually, I hate Vanek. Oh, yes, <laughs> Anytime should. he's in, in, the, uh, in the same division, it sucks for us. Except I think he's, he's slowing down and sucking more. So, uh, But, yeah, they got rid of him. And, and uh, where did uh, Brendan Smith go? To the Rangers? The Rangers. Ah. He was the, the follow-up to Shattenkirk. Oh, yeah. Speaking oh. of Shattenkirk? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about Shattenkirk. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I have a few uh, thumbs up, thumbs down teams. Uh, Tampa Bay, thumbs up, thumbs down, because they were able to move uh, Valtteri Filppula, but then they, and especially his contract, but then they held on to Bishop for too long and probably ruined his trade value. If they had traded him November, December, it might have worked out for them. Maybe to, to Dallas, who, you know, their, their Dallas's fortunes could have been better if they had made a move for Bishop. Uh, Pittsburgh missed out on Shattenkirk, but got a really good deal uh, for Hainsey. I don't like acquiring Stripe. Uh, and then they also didn't move Flurry, and so again the expansion draft uh, looms for them. Uh, goalies were a, a tough sell at the trade deadline this year, likely because of the the expansion draft, and also because the teams that are loading up for the playoffs already have their their goaltending situation sorted out. Right. Uh, Arizona is another one where they got a really good haul for Hansel, but still couldn't find a way to move Doan or Verbata. Mm. Yeah, Verbata, I, I would have expected that they would have moved before Doan. Even yeah, uh, Minnesota. Minnesota paid a high price for Hansel, but that's the kind of price you pay when you're loading up for a cup run, which is clearly what they're doing. You look at the Bruins, like people still knock the, the Cabriolet trade, but that was still a really solid trade for us. Yeah, we won the cup. And yep. it was so a winner. <laughs> and Cabriolet wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. He was good. He was yeah. good. He was good. After the Hansel trade, Glenn turned to me and he went, that Hansel, he's so hot right now. Like from Zoolander. Uh, <laughs> 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 So, you look at the you look at the Kings and the Flames, and it seems like they might be making the same mistake the Bruins made last season, which is trading their way into the playoffs. Uh, maybe the Flames are trying to protect their spot from the Kings or the Blues, but look at those moves they made, and that's I don't know I I, I don't I don't like it. It seems it's just too much like the Bruins from last year. But one thing we did I think Jeff pointed out, maybe someone pointed out um, with it was in our chat with about the Bishop trade um, that. If Bishop ends up signing a free agent deal with the Knights before the um, expansion draft or agreeing to a deal, then the Kings don't have to protect anyone. Yeah, actually, we talked about it last week. Okay, or that's what it was. If it was yeah. last week, it was the week before. We had talked about that. Yeah. Interesting. So, Very interesting. so maybe that's why they, that's the only reason why we could we came up with as to why they would have done that deal is maybe so now they don't really have to worry about the protection. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a pretty smart move if they can pull it off. All right, so why don't we talk about the elephant in the room, which is Shattenkirk, Kevin Shattenkirk, right? I'm really glad we didn't get him. I don't like that he's now in the same conference, but... The trade really wasn't that bad from um, the Capitals' standpoint in terms of what they gave up. But yeah, I I think he's destined to sign a huge contract with the Rangers at this point at the end of the year. Yeah. That's probably what's going to happen. I don't like that he's on the Capitals, because... We already have problems playing the Capitals, and if we have to run into them, we'll run into them one more time this season, the very last game of the season. But it, you know, if we run into them beyond that, it's 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 already making something that's difficult more difficult. If he works out, that is. So, I mean, he could really be terrible. Let's hope. Prob- yeah, he, but <laughs> he probably probably won't. won't. <laughs> 
<laughs> raise the question that like that's all they got for Shattenkirk though. Like, couldn't have they gotten more? They should have gotten more. Yeah, I, I especially wanna... after the Hansel trade. I think this all ties in with the expansion draft thing. People are trying not to give away too much before that because they might want to offer something that is that looks nicer mm-hmm. instead of something big. I don't know. I don't understand it, but the Blues got less for Shattenkirk than we got for Dougie. Swingus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, GM. Yeah, I think a lot of it is that people expect um, yeah. Shattenkirk to go to the Rangers. I think that. It's a pretty much a foregone c- conclusion that people His, expect that, and teams don't want to trade a lot for a rental when they know he's just going to leave. Like they know. Yeah, I don't think that the Caps can actually sign him next year. They're kind of in jail. Yeah, it, I was going to say uh, his trade value, Shattenkirk's trade value, was very much hurt when he supposedly turned down a deal with uh, with Edmonton, I believe. Well, there was a trade in the works, mm. and they wanted to sign and trade or trade, trade and sign. sign. Um, and he's like, no, I want to test free agency. So, you know, he's a rental, a good one way to go. Caps are good and a good deal, but yeah, that, that's going to hurt your value. My my big question is what on earth are the blues doing? Look at the Berglund contract they signed, which is probably a couple of years too much. That's all they got for Shattenkirk. I mean, they, they, I feel like they misplayed their hand with respect to Shattenkirk. And then did they just trade their way out of the playoffs? Like are the, are the flames and the Kings just going to, jump ahead of them, and, and there's nothing the Blues can do about it? I think they did trade their way out of the playoffs because we were talking about how insane it would be to trade Shattenkirk before the playoffs. It was more like, you know, it's like, you know that you're not going to sign him for some reason, or we thought that maybe they would still try to sign him. But then they turned around, they signed Berglund, and they traded Shattenkirk, you know, which we thought maybe they signed Berglund because, you know, in the past few years, um, they let Bacchus go. Uh, who was it? Uh, Brower? No. Who was it? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's gone too. I mean, people, their forward group is, uh, is a lot, has much less veteran presence. And that was probably a reason why they kept Berglund. But they, they, uh, that contract is, is not that great for them. And I don't know what they're doing. Okay, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Tim, what'd you do? Why you just? Why did you destroy St. Louis? I thought you were just joking from that previous episode. <laughs> I had, Tim, what I had the hell? To. I had to. Goodbye, St. Louis. Sorry. <laughs> oh man, I forgot about that. All back. Oh, I my killed St. Louis. It all started with me. No, but seriously, I think with St. Louis, though, I think um, Shattenkirk's peak value would have been last year's deadline yep. if they had pulled the trigger last. At last year's deadline, then they would have gotten a hell of a lot more for him. You have a team that has him for the rest of that year, and then all of this year, and I think they would. That's when they should have traded him. When they kept him, they kind of overplayed it, and now they were left with basically taking what they thought was the best deal available. Yes, Nick. I'll try to give some insight into the Blues here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Besides Tim, clearly, royally screwed them, but. Last year, they made the um, conference finals. Very, very tough series uh, against the Sharks. So you get that far. They were maybe right to keep the players they did then. Offseason comes along. We get Bacchus. Maybe that's when they should have traded Shattenkirk then. Because the team, just the way the contracts are all laid out, the team was not going to be as good this year as it was last. And so now you've... I, I, I feel bad for St. Louis. Because they were doomed even before Tim took over. I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> but uh, no, they they gambled last year. Uh, they lost, and now they're paying the price. Much like we gambled uh, in the year after we made it to the conference finals. So I get uh, not conference Stanley Cup finals. So that was the 2000, I guess uh, 14 season, President's Trophy season. We gambled. Yep. Held on to a lot of guys, and a lot of things, and it didn't work out. Yeah, every... know when to hold them, know when to fold them, <laughs> right, when so... to walk away. Yeah. All right. So that's interesting because um, in what was it, 2014, was it 2013, 14, we finally got Iginla that season. And of course, he walked at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. What do we think of how Iginla's uh, move over to the Kings? Is this a last hurrah? Is he really just trying to to win it? Yeah, but he it's the Kings. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
I, was I guess at least not at that Colorado. Time. I mean, his chances are better in L.A. They're and, greater and, than zero. And what about going to L.A.? Do you think he might have wanted to go somewhere else, but L.A. was the only one who really bit? He's not good anymore. Go where you go. where you can. And that's very cruel. But he's not good anymore. Yeah, the real contenders didn't want him. I can't believe how little the Avalanche did. Like, if you can get a, a if you're going to give grades out to every team, the Avalanche gets an F, and they have to see the principal after school because <laughs> they were they atrocious deadline with all the talks of them looking to move to Shane or Landeskog, and they did nothing. Even if prices were exorbitant, you could have did what Toronto did last year and just stock up on picks. And then they only who, moved to Ginleth. Who, who would they move? Very little. Who do they have that's worth anything to anybody? Matt Duchesne, well, Gabriel Landeskog. Or those two, uh, factor those two out. Yeah. It's a Ginleth, yeah. and then there's, like, who? Honestly, oh. I, I actually had an article on this that it, that made a really good point on it. Where'd it go? Oh, my God. Is his name Barry? Is he good? Tyson, Tyson Barry? Barry? Tyson Barry, yeah, that's who it was I was thinking of. I'm, I mean, he's good enough. Yeah, when you're looking at like players like John Mitchell or Rene Bork or Fedor uh, Tutin, I mean, there's not a lot on that roster. Tyson Barry would be one to move. Cyborg, uh, maybe. But with his contract, look, I mean, his contract's expensive. Uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, they're screwed. Tim, what? Do you screw them too? <laughs> I still am pissed at them for retiring Ray Bork's number, so they can go fly a kite too. All right. He was <laughs> instrumental to winning that cup. <laughs> They retired his number before the Bruins did. They're fuckers. <laughs> Add that with your beach ball and anti-wave movement, man. Yeah, anti-avalanche. <laughs> Just melt them all. <laughs> so if you see somebody wearing an Avs jersey in, in the crowd, you burn it, right? On the yeah. person. Okay. Just wanted Except- to make sure I knew. I mean, there's only one exception. My old roommate in college was an Avs fan. I mean, he can't. He grew up in Colorado, so you feel bad enough for him. So, I mean, that's one. That's one person that I wouldn't burn the jersey off of. Other than that, screw him. Yeah, my ex-girlfriend's oldest brother likes the Avalanche. Screw him. He's actually mm. a nice guy. Screw him anyway. Yeah, they're awful. <laughs> they're just really bad. All right. Anything else surprising to you with the the trade deadline here? Yeah, actually, it always. Uh, I think being a Bruins fan, you always expect the worst, you, and you your your team can make a trade that's maybe just a little bit bad, and you're gonna bitch about it. You can't fault the Bruins, at least not yet. Knock, knock on wood. So, yeah, I'm I'm surprised. Uh, Sweeneyus is looking pretty Sweeney. Leas. I, I, I can't love, complain. Love I just my my big thing was I didn't want him to trade away the future for right now, and he didn't do that. And you know he brought in somebody who will at least be some kind of depth at right wing for right now, and that's okay. We're not losing too much. Ah, it's fine. You know, I I would have been pissed off that he traded my boy to the Abs, and he didn't. So there we go. It was it was a situation where I think most people would have been happy if he did absolutely nothing, and he did a little bit better than that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 I don't I don't buy into the the trade frenzy stuff. I'm just not used to it. You know, it's it's not something that you see in the other sport that I watch that I'm more familiar with. You know, it's very little usually happens. So for me, it's like I, I can understand why people are making trades and and whatnot, but a lot of times it just seems to be, let's get rid of a terrible contract. <laughs> and that, yeah, it's, I, I find the whole trade hype in hockey has been over, I mean, it's for the last decade, it's been so overhyped. Yeah, the only other sport that really has a lot that goes on at the deadline is baseball. Baseball, yep. Just because you don't, 98% of the time you don't need to match contracts, there's no salary cap, and you can, and there's a lot of trades that go down at the, generally at the baseball deadline. Um, just because teams try to load up for the playoffs, etc. So that's the only sport that it really, the deadline seems to really matter. Basketball is kind of overhyped like the NHL is. And the NFL, no one even ever knows when the NFL deadline is. Yeah, so few trades really happen in the NFL. If, you, if the trade's going to happen, it's usually going to happen at the draft. 
Um, right. And maybe sometimes during training camp, but once you get like four games into the season, and I think the trade deadline is at the sixth game of the season, that that's just not usually happening. I mean, this year, yes, Patriots did trade away Jamie Collins, you know, before the deadline, like fairly early. But, you know, and that's they, more the exception than the rule. The Bruins, I, the, the future is bright. Like, if you bring in Shattenkirk, you're going to lose uh, Carlo McAvoy. Zaboral, um, maybe to a lesser extent, lays on. Like you, you just keep keep what you got. I mean, out of that group, though, getting rid of Zaboral really wouldn't be necessarily that much of a bad thing. I think he. I think it was Jeff that saw him play earlier, and he said how he seems to kind of lollygag a lot, even though he has a lot of skill. He kind of just doesn't put a hundred percent all the time, which is annoying to hear. Well, Zaboral or Lazon? I always get the two mixed up. I feel well, I'm a bad Zaboral. Bruins fan. Yeah, okay. Sporrell's the one who has some some issues uh, from time to time, um, sure. and yeah. Lauzon not so much. Yeah, Kirk Lewedicki, uh describes the the good Zaboral and the bad Zaboral, uh mm. here and there. He thinks he has a lot of potential, uh, and that we definitely don't give up on him. But yeah, you wonder if this is like another Kokolchev situation. Uh, perhaps the, the way I hear it, and I'm not by no means a, a pro scout or anything, but it just sounds like he's bored in his. Uh... And St. John, being a sea yeah. dog, probably just wants to be a Bruin, even if it means Providence. Yeah, I'd like to see what happens when he plays against adults. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Because that, that's my take, too. I think he's just bored, but you still can't you can't play that way. No, that's dangerous, because what if you end up being on a bad team? Then it's not going to do... Like, what if the Bruins have a bad year and he just decides to mail it in all year? I mean, yeah. getting bored is really dangerous. Yeah, it's, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, okay, you don't okay. want to encourage that in the youth. That's all the- right, all right, all right. Tom Brokaw agrees. All right. Uh, that sounded more like Matthew McConaughey to me. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Matthew Brokaw. <laughs> okay. All right. So with that, um, I think we're pretty much done talking yep. about the trades and the trade deadline. Oh, yep. The only other question I would have about that is, leading up to the uh, expansion draft, when can can play teams still uh, can teams make trades leading up to the expansion draft? Is there a certain date that they're able to start? When is the expansion draft? Uh, they announce everything on June twentieth or twenty first, I believe. I think they so, start making trades that what the day after the cup. Oh, okay. I think it's the day after the regular season ends. Because doesn't the start of the league year happen yes. like um, on Canada Day? With the free agency? Well, free agency is July 1st, usually. Yeah, yeah, that's Canada Day. So clubs okay. must submit their protected lists by 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday, June 17th, 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking for trade information. Selections made by the Las Vegas franchise must be submitted by 5 p.m. Eastern Time on June 20th. Oof. That gives them three full days to make their picks. The picks will be announced on the 21st. Uh, they... Will be given the same odds. The, the the Vegas will be given the same odds as the team that finishes with the third fewest points going into the lottery, uh, and then those, that way they'll be guaranteed nothing less than the sixth overall pick. And then in each subsequent round, they'll get the third overall third pick in each round. Uh, and then trade wise, I I guess they can make trades as normal right up until the entry draft, and they can trade. I imagine they can trade uh, after the protection lists are submitted. Fair enough. Yeah. And it always seems like the last game of the Stanley Cup Finals, if it goes as far as June 15th. So, yeah, there you go. Because some of these players that weren't traded at the deadline here, you wonder how many of them get traded right before they have to submit their lists to be protected and whatnot. All I got to say is buckle your seatbelts once the playoffs are over because that's going to – actually, don't buckle your seatbelts. Like, put on your thinking caps because we got to become like accountants to make sense of half of it. Ooh, spreadsheets! So fun! Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, they're not that bad. I can't wait for sexy spreadsheet reading time. God damn it. So boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, well, you know what? We will, we're going to table that for now. We'll get to that in June-ish. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to think about it. It's really just n- not fun. And we're still in the middle of the season, so why are we talking about this? Okay, so it's time to slide into 
Bare Necessities. We don't have Jeff this week, so no sexy schedule reading. Although, if anybody wants to just tell me what's playing this week. What, tomorrow night's Ottawa? Yeah, that's going to uh, be a huge game. It will be a huge game. Everybody get fucking drunk. No wave! Oh, it's not at the garden. It's up in Ottawa, isn't it? Yep, up in Still, Ottawa. don't do the wave at home and no beach balls. Okay. Um, so we have, yeah. yes. we have the Senators tomorrow in Ottawa, followed up with the Red Wings on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. A home game. Uh, that's a Wednesday night rivalry night game. Gross. Oh, fun. And then a uh, matinee against the Flyers on Saturday. Saturday? I love right, manatee Saturday. games. I love manatee games. I won't be able to see that game at all because I have to go to a wedding. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, the humanity. Yeah, me too. <laughs> at least I'll be able to drink, so we'll be fine. <laughs> Weddings are fine. It's just, you know. Anyway, yes. Okay, so three games this week. Woohoo! Who wants to go first for Bare Necessities? I'll go. Oh, I stole your thunder. But I'm no. just going to keep on stealing it. So I am doing a... I'm cutting back on the beer, trying to lo- lose some weight. I saw a picture of me, and I'm like, oh, man, that's a bad angle. They're like, Nick, that's how you look all the time. I'm like, oh, I have a gut. So <laughs> I'm cutting back on the beer, and instead I will be drinking locally produced gin. Uh, so I'll be drinking Sutler's Gin made about a mile from my apartment here in little old Winston-Salem. Uh, it goes very well with Harris Teeter sparkling water. I'll be probably drinking it with the lemon-lime flavor. Oh, and I still like Narragansett. Give us a, a sponsorship. Continue. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you know, it's okay for you to steal his thunder, but don't you ever steal his sunshine. <laughs> Anthony, you go. So, I ran out of Bailey's. The old family recipe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm just going to drink some... Either some rum and Pepsis or some bourbon and ginger or all sorts. Of, and there's the recipe right there. Right there. <laughs> I, I, I did sm- write it down. I did write it down. I forgot to take a picture of it, but I wrote it down. Yes. Yeah, so what are you doing? No Baileys. No Baileys. So I've got rum. I have bourbon and I have ginger ale and Pepsi. So pick a number of those combinations. All together at once. Uh, no. <laughs> so we know It's going how- to be a soda and alcohol. Okay, I was gonna say we know how Tim tends bar. Okay, <laughs> all right. So this all works. The no pimp cup full of bourbon and rum. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad. The chalice need that chalice. Don't own a chalice. <laughs> okay, so Tim or Ben? Ben. All right, I am drinking a Scotch whiskey from the Caden Heads Independent Bottler. Ooh, they're from the Campbelltown uh, Port Town in Scotland. Uh, the distillery is Glen Allocky, kind of an obscure uh, distillery. Uh, they don't do official bottlings. Uh, all, all their production goes towards blends, uh, unless they are able to sell some barrels to independent bottlers, which Caden had purchased. It's a 23-year whiskey uh, matured in a bourbon hogshead. So it's got biscuity kind of notes with like a, you know, like the, the cookies, with like the sugar icing. It tastes kind of like that with uh, a lot of barley and a little bit of lemon. Hmm. Interesting. That sounds yummy. It's really good. Yeah. I feel weird describing a 23-year-old scotch as yummy. <laughs> <laughs> it better be, right? <laughs> yeah. It's highly enjoyable. Especially with the top notes of sugar cookie and lemon rind or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Yummy. <laughs> Well, if you describe drunk adults as being like children, why would it be terrible to yeah. say yummy? Right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. But, you know, you can sound more adult about it if you want, but I am I don't I'm not necessarily gonna. encourage that. <laughs> don't do it. Okay. Yeah. Why the hell does anybody want to be a fucking adult? Other than the fact that you can drink and do just about anything that you want to do within legal limits. Yes. Other than that, why do you want to be an adult? The I other love, adulting stuff sucks. Love resourcing humans. Do you HR. put them in pods? Put them in pods and, and I make them work. Life? I make them work and then be like, all right, let's have a coaching session to improve your your work productivity. 
Do you clone them and then put them under the bed and then replace them in the middle of the night? Yes. That's what we're doing to Uber as we speak. Okay. It's going to be a better company. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. That article. I sent you that article. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, and more news broke out. They're redoing everything there. So continue. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tim. Uh, yeah. Um, mine's going to be a lovely combination of uh, Dayquil and ginger ale. So that's I was, awesome. I was expecting NyQuil in there. Probably some NyQuil, too. I think I have some. Some hot tea? I do have some green tea. All right, we nailed it. Get rid of this cold again. Okay, well, Tim, I hope you get better again soon. Thanks, me too. And stop getting sick. Yeah, that'd be lovely. I, You know what I do love is that Ben came in, you know, as the surrogate Jeff today, and he's doing all the Jeff things. He's showing us all around... Yeah, <laughs> he's giving us alternate views of things, you know. We haven't heard him yell at his Bruin na- Bruins named cat yet, though. Oh yeah, come on, yell at your cat. Oh, he's There's been a good buddy today. He's been really. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get him in the picture. Tuki cat and Miro. Aww. Aww. <laughs> To get this camera out of my face. I said no pictures. Okay. I love that commercial. What commercial? It's I think it's a straight talk commercial, and the woman is she's walking down the aisle, all proud that she's saving money on her phone, and some guy's trying to take a picture of his family in front of a statue, and she just rips the film out of it, thinking she's like hot shit. Just goes. I said no pictures. <laughs> it's like... Okay, I apparently have not seen that commercial. Yeah, All right, uh, my burn necessities this week. I don't know. I'm kind of. I I I love complaining about not being able to drink, but I also kind of like the not drinking. <laughs> yeah, your your liver says thank you. Yeah, thank you. yeah, but uh, but I totally know that. That um, when I'm at that wedding next week, when I can't watch the game against Flyers, um, I'm going to be totally like, "Thank you, alcohol. You are my best friend." Because social situations can sometimes be stressful. Yeah. Okay. So um, why don't we just say Diet Coke and water, and you know, just put it in an IV, and I'm all set. There we go. Cool. All right. So let's see. Nick, do you want to tell people where they can find us? Yes. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and um, you know, How? That's, where, that's where we can interact. But more importantly, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and the best thing at all there is, Google Play. <laughs> Still working on that Google Play sponsorship, too. Google Play. <laughs> goes Google well with, while you play. Goes well with Narragansett. Yeah, so... Uh, I messed both- up. I'm the sorry. Twitter and the, the Facebook is uh, at Barely in Topic. Yeah. We did have some interaction this week. Sadly, no movie suggestions. Oh, I, I, was, I was checking. Nothing. What the hell? I mean, Gene Catherine, shut up, Nick, is back in our orbit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I didn't, I don't remember seeing anything from other people. We had some people who followed us, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Nick, I'll so. give you a suggestion. Okay. If you haven't seen it, it's called Drinking Buddies. It's on Netflix. It's fantastic. I have not seen it. I think that sounds like a lovely movie to watch after my PE class on Tuesday night. I think you should. Nick Miller from New Girl. Oh. That guy's in it. Okay. Drinking buddies. Ben, just in case you're not aware, um, Nick needs movies to watch. And we're trying to get people to suggest comedies right now. Comedies. Um, Rubber. Rubber? I haven't seen it's it. It's about a psychokinetic serial killer tire. Yes, I I have that in my next Netflix queue. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, is it it's amazing? Like... Nick, we should get together and watch it some night, or virtually get together and watch it one night and live tweet it. Yes. Rub, is it streaming, or do you have to have like Netflix mail-in service? It was streaming. 
I we'll find it. it. We'll find it one way or another. We'll we'll figure it it's, out. We'll let you know. It's amazing. It's better than the the trailers make it out to be, and the trailers make it out to be amazing. You know, another one that's been in my Netflix queue for a while too is Zombievers. <laughs> 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 it just reminded me they they usually were right next to each other in the queue. But anyway, yes, Rubber. Okay, good. That's good. I actually have to watch that. So cool rubber what was i gonna say drinking buddies i know that movie it's got olivia wilde in it yes it does yeah okay she's a great lady maybe nick will like it i I didn't really care for it that much but that's okay it's not about me all right so basically we talked about where you can find us and i think we're pretty much done so tim word excellent